Hello there, Vitamizers, and welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. As always, I'm Allison here in Austin, Texas with Slenderella Lounge, and this episode is super cool. We met our guest for today at a WeWork event a few weeks ago. We do not work in WeWork, but they had a Healthy Living Expo there that we got to go set up in, and we had our uh, MSW Lounge distributors giving out vitamin shots as well as making Slenderella drinks and selling supplements and things like that. Met a ton of super cool other entrepreneurs in town, and several of them are coming up on the podcast, actually. So this is our first one, but before we introduce you to the guest, the How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is recorded at MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. Today's featured Slenderella product is our new Slenderella Dailies. We all have basic vitamin needs to keep us going day to day and living optimally. However, after that, it's quite individual and we have designed these Slenderella dailies to supply you with the vitamins that we all need every single day but then you kind of get to create them like a pizza after that. Our first line of Slenderella dailies is called Brain Candy based on a supplement stack that we designed just with clients and on ourselves including some injections that we tried on ourselves as well. Obviously we can't send injections in the mail but we can create the oral version of that and Anyone who has tried Brain Candy has not stopped asking for it since, so that is our first dailies stack. You can find it on slenderellausa.com dailies. Okay, so today's guest is Michael Bird from Prep to Your Door. These guys make sustainable single packet, well, I don't want to say single package, pre-packaged um, healthy foods. And I say sustainable because it is all fresh stuff and they use glass containers to do it. We, uh, again, we met them at WeWork. They're super nice. 
uh, Michael, you'll get into more of what he all what he does in the company. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there for this recording with the boys, but they did a great job. Uh, Michael has a lot of really nice insights and honestly just sharing what it's like to be really innovating a new type of company um, because other other food prep companies like this, even if they seek to be healthy or organic with their food, they're often generating a lot of waste. So Prep to Your Door is really working to change that too. And it was interesting to hear his co-founder um, talk about that as well. So uh, without further rambling from me, here is Michael Bird from Prep to Your Door. How do you help podcasts? We he we are here, live from MSW Lounge. Uh, our camera is up on on the Slenderella Bar, and we're here with Michael Bird from Prep for Prep to Your Door. He is the operations manager. Is that correct? VP of, Oper- VP of operations. operations. That's yeah. kind of like my title too. Is we're, I'm chief operating officer, sort of amongst many other things. I'm Tex-Mex Yogi. We've got Nurse Doza here. We're going to talk about food. You know, in, in the last few episodes, we've talked about a, a couple different subjects, but I, which I don't want to, like, say because I want to see your reaction once we talk about this. But for those of you following on the uh, on the... Uh, on the podcast you will notice that we've been talking about food and how to how to save food as well too so let's get the party started so michael you are vp of operations for prep to your door it sounded like you hadn't you didn't start in that position all right so how did you even get started working with a food delivery service so it's very this is something that i need to be talking about more and Fayez, the co-founder and a friend of mine cj say it all the time um, I delivered a little bit back in New Jersey, just little things, but I came out here, saw a Instagram story from CJ saying, hey, does anyone want to help out a friend, uh, need a Sunday or Monday driver? And, you know, I just moved out here, came out with my 401k, and that's about it. I was like, sure, I'll fill in for a day. And uh, took my $700 truck, went over there and delivered food just to fill in a spot for a day at Prep to Your Door. That's awesome. Yep. Okay, so what did you get after the first day? What did you notice? Um I liked it. It was uh, definitely. I whenever I see, uh, see high stress situations, I expect like a lot of uh, you know really fast moving parts and everything. Um, but it was actually a lot more calm than I expected, and um, you know it was just something to do on a Sunday. Uh, <laughs> my truck ended up dying like two days later, so I was like, okay, well it was a one day thing anyway. So I was like, all right, whatever. Um, got a motorcycle and then was like you know if you still need a spot or if you still have a spot that's open to fill in like I'll come in there it just can't be delivering and um, yeah so I liked it enough and Fias being a mutual friend between a friend of mine from back in New Jersey I was like you know what I'll help him out however I can and just fill it in a day just to kind of you know get some extra work in on a Sunday and how long ago was that this was September this was September yeah 2018 September. oh wow wait so how long has prepped the door been around two and a half years Okay, that's right. I remember that and they're now. Fr- and they're from Austin, right? Yep, based out of Austin. Yeah, yeah. We're here. Uh, we're here in Austin. We're in Westlake, which is West Austin, for the people listening. And uh, I think y'all are like by Bastrop, um, like East Austin. We're, it's South Austin, Slaughter, and South First is where we are based out of. Get out of here! That's yeah. where we live. We really? live off of like like. Ditmar Slaughter area, oh, that's like too like fun. and, yeah. and right Yeah, okay, that's cool. Man, we'll Literally be hanging right out a lot. That's street. cool. All right, so so you're 
So base is there, but the farm isn't there, right? Like you, you locally source from all kinds of farms. So you just have like a headquarters, right? Yep. So yeah. that's, it's a co-working kitchen. So that's where we uh, cook all the food, prep all the food, all that fun stuff. Um, that's where the deliveries come out of. Um, the farms deliver to us on Friday and we get from a few different local farms. That's awesome. So, so kind of walk us through how it works, like the whole system. Like prep to your door. As a like, consumer. Yeah, well, as a consumer, what do I what do I do? Like, what happens? So, as a consumer, you would go onto the website, pick the um, meal plan that you would want. Uh, you could either prepay for a full month, or you could just do you know that week. Um, click on the you know buy here type mm -hmm. uh, button, and then we have six meals that uh, run every week, or I should say, we switch them, but it's six meals every week. Okay. Um, so you could click like we had the mango avocado salad that someone had just mentioned when I walked in here. Um, if you like that a whole lot, you could get five of that, and that could be your whole order. Um, but every, I believe, Monday, a blast email goes out for all the meals that are coming up for the next week. And, you know, just by Thursday at 4 p.m., you put in your order, and you're good to go. So it's, uh, it's almost seasonal, weekly. It's a rotating menu. Yes, yes. And we do try to keep it seasonal um, because we are getting as much local as we possibly can. And then after that, it's just like old school milkman. We come up to your door, put it right to your door. You take it in whenever. Next week, we come up there, grab the old bag, put the new bag down. You're good to go. You don't even have to see our beautiful faces. That's awesome. I just show up outside and like my food's ready to go, right? Absolutely. So, so we have prep to your door. So I understand they come in mason jars. Right? That's correct. Which is awesome. It's sustainability, something we'll get into. Yep. So the food's arrived now. Is it cooked already? Is it raw? Like, how does it go? I, it That jar in your hand, if that was one of our jars, you could take a fork and eat it right out of there. Like, it's already cooked. It's completely meal prepared, in whether it's cooked, roasted, stewed, boiled, any type of way that we're preparing the food. When you get it to your house, you're able to eat it right out of that jar. As soon as you pick it up off that porch, that's excellent. So just yeah. pop the pop the lid open. Pop the top, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. All <laughs> right. Awesome. So, and we talked before we got on here because, you know, we talked about diet. Okay. Do you eat food other than out of a mason jar? Yes. Okay. And I it's do. not a knock against your business, obviously, right? But it's just, it's inclusive, right? So, you eat obviously most of the meals, you know, through your company. And you talked a little bit about meat and all that stuff too. So. How has your view on food changed now working with a food company? So I've worked with a couple of before when I was back in New Jersey. They were just pizza places. One oh. is Luigi's Pizza Fresca. No shame in shouting that out. If you're in South Jersey, go try it out. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. Italian place. Nice. Um, and then a Domino's. So very <laughs> yeah. different as far yeah. as quality. Um, so working with food, um, I guess the back end stuff, uh, what goes on the, in the kitchen is not much new to me. Um, cause I remember the hustle. I remember the, you know, just back and forth. Like you have to really think on your toes in that kind of environment when you're in the prep, especially. Um, but as far as local foods, a hundred percent organic, um, you know, just working with different farms and how the interaction of the food from when you're getting it to the farm to when you're prepping it to after the fact is so much different when you're getting it local and it's organic. It's, um, it's you have to treat it differently, um, and also the variety that we get is is something that's kind of mind blowing to me. There are certain foods like I know what radishes are. Never knew what a daikon radish was until like <laughs> three weeks ago. They're like, hey, can you grab the daikons? I'm like, what's a daikon? 
don't know what you're talking about. They look like at, radishes. Yeah, yeah, they look at you like, like so, what the so, hell's wrong so with you? What, what, what are you, <laughs> you doing? So, yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. it is good being VP of operations now because I see all the food that's coming in. So now I know a whole lot more. <laughs> food. But I would say as far as uh, from before working at Prep to Your Door specifically to now, the variety of what you can eat plant-based is, is what really is mind-blowing to me. And it's introduced me to a, a few different plant-based people who tell me where they get their proteins from. And that's always the hardest part, which still, you know, for me, I know it's more difficult because I'm not going plant-based, so I still do do meat. Yeah. Um, but it's, I didn't know that quinoa was some people's, like, bigger source for proteins in addition to beans and stuff. Like, that's really yeah. interesting. That's, a, that's a good point. And well, just, just to quickly run on that, for the listeners at home, we always get this question. If you don't eat meat, where do you get your protein from? All right. I want you to take it one step further. If you don't eat pea protein, where do you get your protein from? See, and that is exactly why I'm plant-based. So when when you're taking out different kinds of proteins, especially meats, for me, it's I'm not well-versed enough in the plant proteins to understand what's actually being absorbed and digested properly to really give an opinion that I'm confident in on that question. Gotcha. So um, I have done hemp protein before, yep. but do I know if it absorbed or not? I'm not sure. I know that I didn't feel as good eating the hemp protein as I did for the meat. Could it be just because I'm used to eating meat? Very likely. Um, and I wasn't really transitioning out of that. So as far as that's concerned, um, that's where it becomes very difficult. I get where you're yeah. from. Yeah. One, of the, one of the things I learned recently was, uh, probably like yesterday I was reading about it, it's just the whole idea there was an explanation and I'm not going to try to say what the explanation was on why it's assumed that you can uh, absorb about 30 grams of protein per, like per, per sitting which is there is some truth that truth to that but at the same time like your body will purposely slow down to continue to absorb whatever other protein beyond the 30 grams you can do it 30 grams at a time basically and then your system can slow down right but the cool thing with like meat per protein and, and and i like how you reference your, your um, prep to your door being plant-based and not necessarily vegan because you mentioned that to earlier just to, to a client Correct. earlier it's like it's not it's not like we're trying to promote veganism it's Correct. just like this is your veggie side of stuff and if, if you want to go ahead and cook a steak and put that and pair that you're more than welcome which to. which i do which yeah. it was just like why yeah. not right like yeah, because i mean it's it's crazy like meat you could put some butter on it and and you have tons of flavor right and a lot of people are like i don't know how to cook veggies which a lot of the times for us it's like eat them raw it's even it's, they're great that way yeah but if you wanted to do a whole you know meal or or cook it in some sort of way that's that's a great great service you guys are doing 100 percent. i would yeah. i would actually go back to the question that you asked earlier that's what i learned going to prep to your door how to cook veggies with flavor yeah that's very yeah I, I will say i know how to season food my aunt might tell you different because sometimes i don't season food. <laughs> when i moved out here that's who i was living with living with and she would come downstairs and actually take out seasonings and season my food for me she's like boy you're better than this yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's that's the, fl- the natural flavor of life is that essentially if people look at condiments in a weird way like ketchup mustard ranch dressing those are standard right like you had you dip pizza in ranch dressing right and then you should put it on your salad but i'm like well, what if I don't want to put dressing on a salad? Can I eat it raw? People look at you kind of weird. They what really about do. And what about the people who put the salt all over your chips before you're about to eat it with their salsa? You're like, I didn't want more salt on my chips. You know, like we look at spices like turmeric, cilantro, you know, you look at cumin, you look at black pepper even, you know, like those things really make something taste delicious. And I'm pretty sure y'all have tons of spices that y'all cook with, right? Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. And do. those those are natural. Those are from the farms as well, right? We get as much as we can from the farms. Um, certain things we have a little more trouble with, but it will still be 100% organic. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, to me, if you know where the f- source of your food is coming from, then you can make better decisions about what you put in your body. When we go to a restaurant, you don't know where that chicken came from. You don't know where the lettuce came from. You don't know what the food is possibly cooked in. Yeah, you yeah. know what kind of oils are you using. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and that's huge because when I go out, um, when I before coming down here, I was in a commercial heating and cooling, so I was up on roofs in many all types of weather, and being Jersey, we got the snow and all that, so it was that kind of weather too. Yeah. And I was going home and grabbing McDonald's on the way home here and there just because I needed to get that food in there, and I almost lost my train of thought. I hate when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Went to Jersey. We had the food, the spices. Yeah. So when it came to, just happened again. All right. You said you were working. Construction. You were working construction. Yeah. You were picking up McDonald's, uh, just because that was just probably something on your way home. What was the last? Oh, talk about we were talking about turmeric and all that. The other spices. Stuff. It'll come back to me. Perfect. <laughs> well, the thing about it with the spices, if people haven't really tried to cook with something other than salt and pepper, you're really missing out on the yeah. flavors because things like turmeric, when you pair it with black pepper, it allows the turmeric to absorb better, like 2,000% better. And people will probably say, why do they keep saying turmeric? Why do they keep? Well, turmeric is an Indian spice. It's been used for centuries in like things like uh, curry, and it's been used, uh, you know, with alongside ginger as another great spice as well. Yep. And ginger, I learned, helps you absorb protein. That's the thing. All these herbs are medicinal, right? The yep. turmeric is essentially an antioxidant that can cross into the blood-brain barrier and promote brain health, right? And so when you talk about adding turmeric on your eggs, you're adding health to your eggs. So you imagine, and here's the thing: if you eat chicken eggs, continue to eat chicken eggs. Right. The thing is, make sure it's from pasture raised chickens. Right. Make sure they're not caged chickens. Right. And then when you see that oak, I mean, that yolk in the egg, you know, from a a pasture raised egg, you know, like it's it's dark. Yep. And when you add turmeric and black pepper to it, you made that egg beautiful for your brain. Absolutely. And it tastes better. I like turmeric taste. It doesn't bother me. It stains. Yes, it that stains. it does. It, it totally stains. Bad. But it is, it's essential in my repertoire. So when you talk about knowing the source of your food, right, and everything, do you do you go visit these farms that you get your food from? So I have not yet, but Heather and Fias have. They, they personally check it all out, right? Yep, yep. absolutely, right. absolutely. And uh, what I was saying before is that I was altering the way I ate before coming down here. And now when I go out, I do have to question myself, like, what is this cooked in? What are they seasoning it with? Because I'm seeing that you don't know where that food is coming from when you go to restaurants. And I've noticed that things that I thought didn't bother me before really affect me now since I've been changing how I eat. And uh, Which is like you just become more aware of it, right? So because much if more anything, aware. you just were desynth- yeah. It's not like it was like, oh, it used to be good for it, me. It's like, no, you just 100%. were desynthesized. Yeah, you didn't think about it. Like it was just <laughs> a normal part of your day to have your stomach feel that way. And I've heard this on so many health podcasts that it's like, oh, you just were used to being bloated after certain meals or after a certain time of day. And it's absolutely true. You're just used to it, which is why you think things are different now. They were never, di- they're not different. I mean, the only constant in life is change, but you were probably feeling that before, but you're noticing it more now. Yeah. And I'm so glad you said turmeric and eggs because I'm, I like the taste of turmeric to a point, but I know the benefits of it and I know how much cholesterol is so important for you, which is why when people, you know, down 
play it, it uh, hurts me a little bit, but turmeric and cholesterol are two of my favorite things when so it comes to <laughs> benefits on your body. So th think about this. We make all your hormones from, hormones from cholesterol. That's the thing. I think cholesterol has gotten a bad rap over the years. Absolutely. Um, there's good cholesterol and there's bad cholesterol, right? And so the good cholesterol always outweighs the bad. But genetically, you just might make a little bit of both. You might make some bad cholesterol, but you make some good counter. It's not and, really... And there's technically like good and medium and, and, oh yeah, and all sorts of levels oh of, yeah. of quality of cholesterol. You can break <laughs> them down to the size of the particles, how often it converts to this inflammatory cholesterol and so forth. But yeah, Baldo said all your hormones come from cholesterol. So years ago when they were saying chicken eggs were bad for you, stay away from the yolk, you were kind of restricting your body's ability to make hormones because you weren't getting that dietary cholesterol you needed to really make it. Your body's going to make up for it in other ways. But like the fat from the chicken yolk or the chicken egg yolk or the fat from butter, like Kerry Gold's butter, that's the healthy kind of fat you want. And it can actually fuel your brain. I mean, think about the Bulletproof coffee and people were putting MCT and butter in their coffee. They're fueling their brain. And it makes sense. That's why we eat the sardines, the avocados, right? I'll get to that. So I know you. I know you. Will. I'll get to that eventually. Think yeah. about this. Well, the cool thing is that there's so many flavors for sardines. That's well, what I'm hearing. Well, well, so prep to your door. You've created a health service. Heather and Fies have created a health service. Health. Heather, let me say that Heather and Fies created a health service to essentially you look at food as your medicine. You say, well, I'm going to get the most purest food I can find, mm -hmm. right? Prep to your door is probably saying we want the finest quality food locally yes. as possible, 100%. right? So when you get that product, you're getting the highest quality that they could possibly find, and they're not satisfied until they get something even better than that, right? Absolutely. And I love the fact that I know that if I were to get food from a high-quality source, I know it's going to do my body well, right? It's almost like a no-brainer. The prep aspect of saying it's already ready. I take all the thinking out of it. I know I'm adding health to my body, and when you start doing that, naturally all these things improve right diabetes gets better your blood sugar is better the cholesterol the high blood pressure your gut your brain your sleep your energy right and so i can't imagine how many people have written y'all and said like your meals have changed my life i am healthier now i'm able to play with my kids you know i i'm the sun's brighter <laughs> outside can you, can you know you share a story or two of that? Um, like i mean obviously not naming names but like i don't i don't have too many that i've seen just yet because i'm just starting to be able to see that side of everything um, but I have a client who drinks one of the smoothies every day and he wasn't eating greens at all before that. And that to me is something that's, that's very big. And even just, uh, who was in here earlier today, like he has had prep to your door. He said he got it for about five weeks in a row and he said he really liked it. And the biggest thing that I hear is a variety. And, uh, interestingly enough, although the quality of food is better than you'll find anywhere else, the the flavors that come out of this food is just to me mind blowing because like I said, like I know how to season, but the variety of seasoning and everything in these foods and just how they work together is mind blowing. But the, one of the biggest things, if not the biggest thing that I hear from people uh, talking about our company is the zero waste packaging. Yeah. yeah. Over, over anything else, it's they, oh, that's awesome. That's 100% organic. Oh, that's really cool. You got that from Texas. They're like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to throw anything away when I get your food. Like that is the biggest thing that I hear is still the zero waste. And tell us more about that because that's one of the things that impressed me a lot with your company, that your drive towards regenerative sustainability, zero waste. Tell us how important that is to your company. It's, uh, I would say overall, not even just as um, in the food industry, it is a big driver for growth to be uh, in a more sustainable realm 
And uh, the reason I say not just food is because outside of prep to your door, um, just the more I get to know Heather and Fias, the more I get to see the vision that they have as a whole for what the futures are for themselves and everybody around them, if not the world. And so that is probably the biggest driver because, you know, if we don't sustain where we're living, we don't have anywhere to live. And I don't mean that as in we're going to destroy the world because to be completely honest, the world's going to destroy us before we destroy it. It's too old, too smart, it's much wiser than we are. And we're pretty hubris if we think that we can destroy it without like, you know, blowing it up in some way, shape or form, which I don't see happening right now. But the the Death Star kind of scenario. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But the one of the big movers and uh, one of the big things driving this company is the sustainability outside of just our food. Tell us about some of the things I've implemented because I heard about the mileage, Mm, your driving mileage. Yeah. Okay, so tell us what you do because you have to deliver all this stuff, right? So you're you're leaving a carbon footprint. Yep. What do you do about that? So that's one of the things that I'm just now starting to be able to see the other side of, so I can't answer on it too much, but we are aware of how much we're driving and it's I don't want to say I don't want to say too much on the topic because I'm not sure how much um yeah. you know is going to happen as far but as the in goal the future, is but the goal is to go as far as even look at the footprint of the cars that are being used um as a mark of sustainability and uh going down to what we do in the kitchen in the kitchen and even kitchens outside of where we are now like what the next kitchen that we're going to go into how do we want it to look so we can improve on the service or on the uh yeah. process even well, at more. some point we'll just have drones right deliver everything. exactly <laughs> yeah well then there's your <laughs> yeah exactly but I, I i do remember hearing uh heather say that for a certain amount of mileage that y'all actually do yes yeah, I completely forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, tell us about yeah. that. So um, I can't remember the mileage, but we plant a tree. And I can't even speak more on that. But I actually wanted to talk to Heather more about that, but that's phenomenal. And I remember when she said that was – or the first time I heard her even mention that was to you. And um, I like, blew my mind. I looked at her. I'm like, really, do we? Yeah. And that's <laughs> phenomenal. Well, that's incredible. Because that's something that's probably like, oh, we just look at the numbers and then we whatever order the trees to be planted. Or yeah, whatever. but to think about that, like so many people don't think about things like that. Well, yeah. you have a health conscious mentality, mm-hmm. right? And the thing that I've learned in business as we, you know, embark on our own path of becoming entrepreneurs and CEO, COO, and all that stuff too, you're consumer driven. The power is in the consumer. If the consumer says we want you to be zero waste. You have to listen to them, right? 100%. But if you have a conscience, then you're going to say, how can I make this place a little bit better than what I've left it? And food delivery is everywhere. Instacart, Uber, you know, Eats and all that stuff too. But the thing is, they're not pulling directly from a farm. <laughs> they're just going to a restaurant, picking up your food for you, right? You're saying, I'm going to have to literally go to a farm, make sure that their standards are up to our standards and then at the same time make sure that we don't you know destroy the ozone more so because we got to deliver this food to someone in austin right i think that every decision that is probably made and the more you learn you're probably going to wind up talking more like well what does the consumer want what's going to be good for the environment rather than what's the bottom line you know what what's what's our profit like and that's actually what the talk is now more than anything still so 
usually people do look at what's the bottom line and all that first and obviously that has to be taken into consideration because you can't you're a business yeah you're a business we're not a non-profit but at the same time when we're actually making these decisions on what our process is doing and how efficient are we um, as far as the sustainability and everything like that as well um, we're working right now on making sure that the employees are as happy as possible and um, as synergistic as possible so we take that into consider into consideration before it's like okay well what's the bottom dollar we're very aware that you know as a business you have to make money right but even more aware that the people who work within it are what's going to drive us to make more progress and then in addition to that like you were saying the consumer is always going to tell you what to make or what they want and the market is going to tell you if it's good or not and right now the market is telling us that what we have is a very good product and we want to keep honing in on how to make it even better and like i said the zero waste being one of the biggest things that we're hearing that's at the top of our radar on almost every decision we make is to stay as close to that as possible or not as close to that but stay at that as possible and how to even improve it even more because obviously glass breaks um rings they do get rusty here and there so how when we do you know have a broken glass or uh you know, rusty ring that we just can't use anymore. It is making sure that we're getting it recycled before anything else. Just something like as little as that within the kitchen. We're like, okay, that has to go into recycling and things like that. Because, like I said, zero waste footprint is what we're going for. Yeah. Now, so so if I'm ordering your food, mm-hmm. I also give your ma- your mason j- jars back so you can refill those. Correct. Oh, that's yeah. Perfect. I mean, I've never understood why we moved away from that. Even with like you know sodas or, or like or like Topo Chico, right? It's mm-hmm. like. In Mexico, growing up, it was always like, take the freaking thing back so you can get a discount. Get your five uh, cents. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it was sometimes even more. It was sometimes it was like half the price, right? To wow. like, to like, well, do you want to like bring us a thing, or do you want to pay double the price for like Coke? I mean, wow. I don't drink Coke anymore, but yeah. But that was the thing, right? And it was just like that. Just seems very efficient. But I can also tell. I, I read some stats sometimes, be, uh, some sometime before that, from the sense of like it's actually cheaper for for like a grocery store for example to just like process a brand new thing instead of having to like collect this yep. and then store it somewhere and then yeah, find a way seeing, to ship it back seeing what it takes to be able to reuse what we have uh definitely gave me a bigger or much different perspective on the whole recycle and reuse thing because you like you were saying it's a lot easier to just make something new like the amount of storage that we need compared to the other uh, people in the kitchen that we're working is like three, four times the amount of storage because we have to be able to hold on to these jars and the amount of produce we use. Like you were talking about the seasonings, we need that space. Yeah. And we have a whole, we have like two days dedicated to getting stuff in and making sure that all the jars are, you know, clean thoroughly and sanitized and everything. And looking at it right now, that's one of our biggest questions is how do we scale this so that it's sustainable and yeah. not going to be, you know, something that's going to create a lot of friction down the road. Um, because you have to have I'm, I'm sure that this is where it's going to end up going we're going to end up having a whole division just to yeah, get those things like yeah, that's right. the idea that's is right. like you have to care about those things right because it's to. so easy to just like well screw it let's just go with plastic and, yep. nobody, and like the food will still be just as good like yep. whatever right like uh, maybe not because <laughs> then you get into like yeah plastic I, yeah, seeping all sorts yeah. of chemicals and a bunch of other stuff but educating the, the, the clients right it's a big deal because for us it's like yeah the, the power is in the consumer um, in our world in, in, in medicine and vitamins the thing is that most of people are just uneducated which is why they're 100%. like oh just i'll just take the medicine that the doctor yep. gave me and it's like no but if you are educated enough then you won't take that answer right like yep. you won't take 
that for granted. And that's the biggest thing is that most people aren't conscious of what it's doing on the other end. Like, it is a lot easier to just go and throw something away. It's a lot easier to just – I've seen plenty of people, uh, even being here where it's a lot cleaner than if I were over in Philly, open up their door and just drop something on the road. And I'm just looking at them like, oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. Like, how is that a thing, right? <laughs> yeah, so I, I think a lot when it comes to the consumer, and I'm so glad you said what you did as far as educating the, cons- the consumer because on our end, that's what we're trying to do is educate why it's important to be zero waste. And then also, um, like you were saying, I didn't know that that was a thing um, in Mexico or anywhere else to bring your stuff back and get like discount like that because that's something that we're doing at Tom's Markets, all three Tom's Markets here in Austin. If you get a jar of our food from them and next time you bring it back empty, you get a dollar off your next meal. Yeah. And it's, again, just trying to keep it that recycle and reuse. But we're doing tastings now at Tom's Markets uh, throughout the week, and it's educating the customer that, you know, that's even – what happens because when I mention that to people, when I mention zero waste to people, they're like, oh, wow, that's awesome because, you know, they've seen our uh, product on the shelf, maybe, but they haven't known much about it because we don't have a very, uh, there's not like a description like, hey, this is prepped to your door. Yeah. This is exactly what it's you the get. mason jar with food. Mason jar with food and tells you what's in it and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, how do you compact that message, right? Like, it's the, exactly. We, have, well, we run into that, that type of trouble. Oh, yeah. Too, it's almost like, like you, you want to say sh- enough. Well, you want to <laughs> yeah. scream it almost. It's like, look what how yeah. awesome of a product this is and exactly. how it can change your life yep. it, it's easy for you to, to eat it it's already prepped it's the healthiest thing yep. you can to us eat it's today. a no-brainer it's a no-brainer i'm like because i wish no yeah and so the thing is it's like how you get this message to the people who might not have the resources to do it right but importantly how do you get the message across that you should know what your original source of food looks like right we're afraid nowadays and i say we as a me as a parent that my kids have the possibility of not growing up knowing what broccoli looks like what a sweet potato looks like in its original form, cauliflower. That's not gonna happen under my watch, right? But imagine they go to a school where all their food is coming from a system that's basically packaged and processed and frozen to do whatever, and they're gonna get french fries and be like, well, so what plant does a french fry grow off? And you I'm like, what? Off. Like, you don't yeah, grow french know fries. Exactly you know, you so it's, it's the idea of saying, you're going back to almost this simplistic, natural, organic form of treating the body well and you offer something that used to be like a no-brainer people grew and picked it out of their backyard and yep. cooked with it right then and there and now you're saying we're not only doing that but we're going to take it a step further and we're going to have zero waste behind our company to where it's nothing but good for this world i mean that has to be satisfying to be part of a movement like that it's very satisfying it's very very satisfying it's a uh it's opened my eyes up to the the transition that's going to be happening in the future as far as more people converting to that um, and why so many people aren't doing it now because of the difficulty behind it. But it uh, it's very, very fulfilling to know that we're going to be, you know, on the front of this wave that's happening because I have seen, you know, zero waste getting more and more popular as we go, um, but adding the sustainability and a word you had mentioned earlier, regenerative, which usually I mess that word up. So <laughs> um, but keeping that in mind is, uh, it's really cool. Like, and I talked to my friend CJ about this and I was saying how um, down the line, like with Heather and Fias, I could see doing a lot more in the future with them outside of prep to your door. Like I said, because what we talk about a lot of it, just a lot of our ideas are very similar as far as just trying to get the world uh the people of the world to grow as much as possible well it's funny you're not even 
you're not looking and talking about food like we're talking nutrition and we're talking like you need to eat three square meals a day the way you reference food and the way you approach it with your business it's almost like this is how we're going to change the world this is how we're going to change the view on everything in the world because if you look at food in a different light then what else can you look at in a different light right you can think about water in a different way you can think about you know driving with a gasoline car in a different way right can you think about sunlight can you think about your soil right like what's the stuff going into our soil right because essentially you need to go and i remember on that panel everyone said all of us and plant-based ceos of these companies we have to go back and go to the farmers and learn about soil and we have to know everything about where we get our nutrients from and when you can learn the basics of that then you can improve your business and it's incredible because not at one point was there any talks about this is how you maximize profit this is how you get investors this is how you scale the problems were like how do we make regenerative agriculture the forefront of our business how do we make sure that we don't leave a carbon carbon print how is it that we make sure the consumer is healthy that our consumer will live a long life and continue to buy our products that's all talking about a food company and all just to live a long life not even to buy our products to live a long life right and i imagine that some of these big corporate companies that talk about their food products do they talk about it in the same light? Are they even referencing things like this? I'm afraid to hear how they're talking about it. Yeah, I don't even exactly. Know if they talk, talk, yeah. call it food at that point. Yeah. Is it just a number? Is it just they're going by the skew and that's how they yeah. reference it? Well, <laughs> you got to imagine, like, when you pick probably whatever next meal is going to be in your jar, mm-hmm. you pick the quality, the flavor, everything down to even the way it's stacked, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you got to imagine that your talks in there, imagine if someone's like, we got to have a certain kind of preservative in there that makes it last an extra three weeks. And let's put something else in there too that makes the color pop and it stays fresh for another six weeks. Yeah. That way we kill the bacteria that lives in there. It's horrible. That's what those talks are about, right? Your talks are like, how do we keep all that shit out of there? Yeah, <laughs> right? Like exactly. how do we make sure it's just food? Yep and air that's in our jar like that's it for us when it comes to color it's color contrast where do we put this layer in so that it makes it pop more based on whatever is below or above it you know where does this dressing go so it doesn't get stuck at the bottom or do we put it at the bottom so whatever else food doesn't stick like that's what we're talking about the ease of getting it out of your jar well well, the brilliant (laughs) thing about it is because you have to keep it seasonal Mm -hmm. you also get the most colorful food in the season oh yeah Right, like it's it's as easy as that. Like mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of times you go to the grocery store and it's like, oh, it's it's not that bright. It's like it's because it's not. In yeah, season. yeah. It's <laughs> from like three thousand miles away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I there's a a nonprofit that we work with and they teach childhood nutrition, and with the way they teach it, um, it's Health Start organization, and they teach kids like your plate. They teach us the kids, mm-hmm. your plate should be colorful. The more colors on your plate, the better. The more points you get. The more points you get, the more healthy you are. If you look at traditional American plate, there's a lot of brown, there's a lot of white on there. Sometimes a lot of yellow. There's no green. You know, purple. How many? You could probably name how many purple vegetables there are now, right? I've had a few pop in my head as soon as you said that. Yeah, as soon as you said, right? (laughs) And you're thinking, oh, green, that's easy. I got all this stuff. What about orange? What about red, right? Like all those things. You put on a plate, it looks like nowadays almost fake because you don't see that many colors all the time. And you're like – I didn't know you could get purple lettuce. Yeah. Purple cauliflower is purple cauliflower is another there's thing, so right? There's so much out yeah. there, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure you will continue to find other things that 
oh, I didn't know this could grow here. I didn't know that we could crossbreed this. And all of a sudden we have this plant, this super melon of out of, you know, out of nowhere, right? But you use the resources, the soil that's here that's provides, and we have some pretty good soil here, but it's incredible because you're chemists in a certain sense. You're basically saying, how do we make this chemistry work for our product, right? Everything has to be in balance, the color, the air, the preservatives, the, the glass no jar, preservatives. no preservatives, <laughs> right? Which is basically you don't have preservatives in it, right? Um, the spices, you know, and make sure your employees stay happy. I mean, I heard uh, y'all say that even your part-time employees have full benefits. Oh my goodness, I let me tell you, there are so many conversations that I have with Heather and Fias that are in and out of the job, and I've told them on multiple occasions, I'm like, hey guys, are you trying to make me cry? Because <laughs> like health insurance is just something that so many people overlook um, when it comes to us as uh, employees or just, you know, normal people um that it's like oh well you know every time i have it i never used it and then i'm paying for it and then nothing happens and i've been in the position where i haven't had insurance and stuff has happened and i've also been in the position where i've had insurance and i'm so glad that i did even aflac when they said that they were going to be offering aflac insurance i'm like give me both give me all of it i want the most expensive one there is i'll figure out everything else like i don't even care just give me it all and um yeah, like and that, like you said, it goes into caring about the employees, like Heather and Fias. This this was definitely a, a Heather um, initiative. I know Fias backs it and is with it a hundred percent, and um, but she was very very passionate about making sure that we get health insurance because she was in the same boat that she's not had health insurance before too, and you just don't feel good when you have that when you don't have that because I know. Uh, <laughs> I remember when I, in my last job, the day, maybe a day or two before my health insurance kicked in, I had hurt myself at work, and I got a callus on the tip of my finger from it. Now I basically opened up the whole top of my finger um, because it got stuck between two pieces of sheet metal when I was on a roof. It was raining and all that stuff. You know, of course, I just take a cloth and electrical tape and continue yeah, on my day. Yeah, of course. Um, talking to my mom at the end of the day and taking off everything and. You know, I'm like, Mom, I'm just calling you so that you can take my mind off of this as I deal with my finger. And, you know, 10 minutes later, she's like, did the bleeding stop? I'm like, nope. She's like, all right, that's it. I'm coming to the hospital. I'm like, no, health insurance kicks in tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, let's wait. And she's like, Michael, you're not bleeding out overnight. So I went there, and I still see that bill. And it's not the worst bill that I've ever had. But I'm like, man, like, if that had happened 24 hours later, <laughs> I'd be paying, like, a tenth of this. Yeah. Today's featured Slenderella product is our new Slenderella Dailies. We all have basic vitamin needs to keep us going day to day and living optimally. However, after that, it's quite individual and we have designed these Slenderella Dailies to supply you with the vitamins that we all need every single day, but then you kind of get to create them like a pizza after that. Our first line of Slenderella Dailies is called Brain Candy based on a supplement stack that we designed just with clients and on ourselves, including some injections that we tried on ourselves as well. Obviously we can't send injections in the mail, but we can create the oral version of that. And anyone who has tried Brain Candy has not stopped asking for it since. So that is our first dailies stack. You can find it on slenderellausa.com slash dailies. I know, I know, I heard a story about it high school teacher or something got caught with like a $150 bill or $300, 300,000 or something because insurance was out of network or something with the hospital yeah, that, yep. and they took it to court and eventually they got it down to like $300 or something. You know, it's amazing how that happens. Right. Yeah. But 
Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same service. Yeah, it's the same yeah. service. Right. So, but but it's ridiculous. That's our that's one of our missions right now. Yeah, we want to create the new health insurance. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys are doing what you're doing. Well, <laughs> the thing is, you have to have people like you and people like Heather and Fies and the ideas of what y'all are creating is you're creating the groundwork and the foundation for the movement to happen in this world, right? Consumers want fresh food, right? Because there was a lot of people out there that said, our food sucks, making us unhealthy. We need a better way to get food here, right? And that's kind of what y'all have created, but it's a bigger movement than that, right? You look at even taking care of your employees, like businesses that take care of their staff last longer. Like the yep. business does better, it lasts longer because you have to have people who buy into your vision, mm-hmm. right? Baldo's my best friend. I had to explain a couple times why I even wanted to open a vitamin bar and a vitamin lounge and deal with hormones and all that before he understood it. But when he understood it's, we're gonna make people healthier and we're gonna change the world, I'm in, right? You go to Heather and Fies and you say, we're interviewing with Prep to Door. We're gonna learn about food. Nope, you're gonna learn how to change the world. Yep. That's a bigger mission. That's and, just a part of it. And right? that's part of it, right? This is the method that we're going to do it. But the dedication, the commitment, the idea that it's going to be hard, you have to take care of the people who are willing to go to bat for you, right? Yeah. And I, I, it resonated with me that that's a company that you would want to work for because you know they got your back. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, uh, yeah, I just, it just gives me the chills anytime I think about stuff like that because of how much they do care and, well, well, it's yeah. funny though, right? Because a lot of people uh, give like Starbucks a knock, right? And just like whatever, like I I like Starbucks just because it's good you, coffee. You know exactly what you're yep. gonna get. It's coffee, right? And it's coffee yep. and it's whatever. But they take care of their people as well too, yep. right? It's like people want to work there and they want to stay there. Like you can't yep. beat that, right? Like you can't beat the fact that like hey, people are here for you yeah. to help you on whatever your mission is, and, and like. I could, I could only be thankful that we can get there sometimes. 100%. I can't say that Howard Schultz makes the greatest coffee in the world, but his business model and what he does for his employees is why he – and I don't know too, too much about him. I read his name in a book in high school back when I was first learning entrepreneurship, and it's just always resonated with me how much he you know, just wanted things to grow in a bigger point than just – this little business well we've had to model ourselves off of other businesses like that because there's no template for what we're doing i'm sure it's very similar to what y'all are doing right there's no one who's telling you this is how you do a delivery service business right but starbucks is is an incredible story because like like you look at baldo baldo's a a gold trotter you know he travels the world and you ask him where do you go when you're in spain or you know australia or cuba to go get coffee you know whatever probably not cuba but like you ask him where do you go get coffee at and he's like well i go to starbucks and everyone kind of looks at him like you do it local you're you know you do yoga and you're pretty much like just all natural why do you go to start why would you go up there and like he said they know my name they know exactly what i want and it's quick and any bathroom i go to any starbucks around the world is going to be clean yep and they let you work do your business they don't bother they don't kick you out and the staff is happy and the staff is happy you know they're being taken care of to me i'd be a part of any situation like that ever and it's incredible because years ago i used to think corporate america was kind of like the evil empire right (laughs) yeah we we all it can be and it can be right absolutely um nowadays i look at like there's corporations that can do good and i feel like there's a movement even amongst the ceos to have more of a conscious you know you heard snap kitchen there that one night talk about we want to take on the world but we're going to have to know what 
food is being grown in what soil before yeah. we can step to there, right? Absolutely. Because you're going to look at me and ask me that question. I don't want to look like a dumbass in front of you. And yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I think I think the world as a whole has become. Well, let me take that back a little bit. I've noticed that Austin <laughs> <laughs> is a very conscious city when it comes to things like that because, like, the in New Jersey, it's not as common to really think that deeply into it. It's more about numbers there. So when I heard that, I was actually very impressed and I was very happy to hear that too, because same thing, it made me feel good and it made me feel more sure of where I am and where the world can go as a whole, even if it is just the U.S. right now, um, just moving out just a little bit from Austin. And uh, yeah, that people care more and more about what is coming from the soil rather than, okay, how do we get the next you know thousand customers first? Correct. It's like they will come if you give them that product. And I think where I was going with the consciousness is that um, when you get asked that question of where did this come from, it's I think people are becoming more aware that you can, most people can see through your bullshit. Yeah. So if I'm going to try and give you an answer of where this came from, but I really have no idea, you're gonna if you don't know it, you're going to feel weird enough that you're not going to buy what I'm selling. Correct. There's going to have that little bit of friction where it's like, I'm not really sure he knows what he's talking about. So it does make you f- look a little dumb, but I think it's it's very, it's very, um, you know, awakening or or seeing that people are more awakened in that sense is what's going to drive con- uh, the big corporations to keep moving in that direction and yeah. the ones who aren't to fold. Well, you have to pay attention because once again, the power is in the consumer, right? And yep. so. People invest their money in companies who they can get behind, right? Even venture capitalists will, I mean, you look at Shark Tank and, well, my portfolio is this, but, you know, this doesn't agree with me. I don't eat chocolate. I don't do this. I don't want to invest in something like that, That right? is one of my favorite things about when I watch that show. I haven't watched it in a while, but there are some deals that come through, and I'm like, that's, like, the greatest thing in the world. And people will be like, I back out. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? And I, but it's it like makes I don't align with that. Exactly. And before moving out here, because I haven't watched that since I've been out here, probably. Yeah, I don't think I watched it since I've been out here. But before coming out here, I was thinking about the numbers. Like, that's going to add so much to your portfolio. Now, did I know anything about business really before coming out here? No, not at all. This guy watching Shark Tank. But hearing that and then looking back at it now, especially when you just say it like that, I completely understand that now. Oh, like, yeah. when, I, when I have certain people, because I'm not by any means um, – an important person on Instagram, but I'm still one of those people just because I'm in the fitness realm that I do get certain DMs and I'm like, I just, it, I don't agree with what, you know, you guys are doing. Not that it's bad. It's just, it's not for me. And, you know, just being okay to say no and understanding now that you know I can say no to those things. It's not about dollars and cents. It's, it's a really cool thing. And that's what we've noticed too, even in our business, our line of work, the more and more you become more popular, the more, and more people want to work with you, right? They want to reach out to you and collab. You're in a position now, especially with just being in Austin, the short time frame, you've met a lot of people, oh, yeah. right? And you could say, I like that person. I like them. I'd like to work with them, right? I see kind of through that, that what their intention is. Just even here in this clinic alone today, we've had like three or four conversations with people who want to change the world, who see it. And they're like, I'm so thankful that I came in and talked to you about this today. Yeah. And it was funny because it wasn't like, how are we going to maximize profit off of this? It was more like, how can we come up with something really cool and fun? that people will get a good experience out of and take something away that they're going to want to go talk to their family about. It's like, how do you make health sexy? How do you make health sexy? How do you make food sexy? How do you make talking about depression sexy? Like, those are the questions that we need to remove the stigma from in order to advance, right? Because you look at things that aren't being 
really helped right now. Things like diabetes, Alzheimer's, depression, right? We're looking for new options, right? People's health is worsening, right? So people are looking for their own options and they'll go out and they'll biohack. They'll go out and, you know, pick up CrossFit. They'll pick up a new diet, right? And I'm sure when they come to you, they're like, Michael, what diet should I follow? And you're like, eat real food? <laughs> I, I don't when people ask me that question, I'm like, don't follow a diet, follow what your body tells you. Yeah. It's like when you start to pull away the things that you know aren't good, your body will tell you if it was even affected negatively or positively by that food. Because there are certain people who are like, oh, I'm not giving up chocolate. I'm like, don't give up chocolate then. Yeah, that's There's fine. There's probably 18 other things that you could be you know, working on that would even make a bigger difference than chocolate. Because the stress that you're going to get from not eating your chocolate is going to make it even harder for you to digest that food. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. keep yeah. the chocolate, just do what works for you. Well, it's when people, you tell them they can't have something to eat, they do it out of spite. Yeah. Oh, I can't have chocolate, but I'm going to eat it anyway. Or whatever. they get that angst and they get mad at themselves if they do do it. Cause then they're like, Oh, I'm such a bad person. And people don't realize that that stress alone yeah. is what's going to do you more harm than just being like, you know what? I, I posted, I think it was like my family was in town last month and or the beginning of this month and i posted this big old picture of like a, a what was it pumpkin pie yeah i believe it was and sweet potato pie my yeah. grandma makes the best sweet potato pie ever and i posted this big old picture and i said shamelessly eating this and it's like because i know that it's not the greatest thing for me to be eating but if i get stressed out that i just ate that now <laughs> i'm gonna feel bad and that's what's gonna make my digestion digestion really start to react to that that sweet potato pie not yeah. that yeah. i just put sweet potato pie yeah in me. And you shouldn't feel guilty about it because you're right. Food's meant to – you're meant to enjoy food, right? We have a fixation in this country on food that we literally will die for certain food. We will – I mean literally, I love chocolate so much that even though I'm a diabetic, I'm going to keep eating it because I love it that much. Or my grandmother's sweet potato pie, right? Like I'll go to fight over someone who thinks they have a better sweet potato pie than my grandmama, right? And so it's like, damn, that's crazy because when you eat food, it takes you back nostalgically to when you were six, when you were sitting around with loved people or a a, a friend. And it's hard to replace that. But once you remove the actual emotional attachment to food, you come to realize it's sustenance, Mm -hmm. right? And when you eat food that's sustenance, you don't always feel full off of it. You don't really feel satisfied. You feel feel like that was exactly what I needed. Yeah, functional. That's the, way, that's the way I feel after I eat most of the time, if I'm being good to myself, is when I'm done, it's not, like you said, it's not that I'm full. It's not that I feel like, oh, I could go run, you know, a marathon. It's like, wow, I could get on the next six hours and be fantastic. Yeah, I'm not like, going to be tired. Point. I'm not going to be tired. Yeah. I won't be crashing. I won't be lethargic. People don't even realize that around 2 p.m. after they've eaten their, you know, carb-loaded meal for lunch, they're like, is that what made me tired? Or the fact that I'm deficient in coffee right now? You know, like, do I need more coffee yeah. or Red Bull in the afternoon? I'm like, no, you ate a bunch of sugar at lunch and you crashed and yeah. now you're tired again. So you need more sugar, right? I wish that one day all sugar was basically removed from food products. Or added sugar. Added sugar, I guess yeah. I should say. That added sugar would be removed from all products. What would our decisions about food look like then? You so know, because something like that would take such a long period of time, by the time it really hit in, I don't think anyone would really think about it twice. It would just be so normal. Um, but I think as far as a community or whatever culture that is, if it's not the entire world when we are talking about this, is going to be much more functional, um, much more upbeat. I think the attitude and the mood of the 
environment as a whole would be more positive. Um, not saying that sugar is the worst thing in the world, because like you said, the added sugar, because um, the sugar that comes from food, I think is beneficial for us. But I think just, you know, you're going to end up making smarter decisions because we'll probably end up eating less bread because you will see all the added sugars that go into that, which is oh, yeah. blowing to me. Won't even get to a YouTube. <laughs> won't even, I was watching this YouTube video and the guy folded in so many layers of butter and sugar. But anyway, um, that yeah, it, it would just be like you were saying when I when I start to feel like I need to eat something and I w- don't want that crash instead of going for the sugar of the carbs that you ate at lunch, like I'm going for fat. So on the way here, what did I eat today? I I don't remember what I ate this morning, but um, I didn't eat much before coming here. So I stopped at Whole Foods and I'm like looking around and I'm like, just, I want what has more fat in it than anything else. Yeah. Like I know if I'm going to be sitting down doing a podcast, I don't want to have something that's carbs because of the way it feels in my stomach, first of all. Yeah. And second of all, I know towards the end of it, it's going to start tapering off with, which by the way, the shot, oh my goodness. <laughs> I could like do 18,000 backflips. <laughs> You're like trying to hold it together. Right? I really am not. I have not touched that drink because I'm already like, that's already awesome. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. For the listeners, he got a shot. Can I tell them that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Or, Cause he got an injection, right? So all the listeners for people watching at home and all that, they usually yeah. get an IV or a shot. Uh, Michael got a shot with us. Was it like a month and a half ago or two months? Something like that. Right. Something at like the, that. Yeah. Half, yeah. Yeah. And so it was funny cause that was even at the end of the day too. Yep. And I was like, you're like, are you gonna? It's gonna keep me up at night. I'm like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> like, it, it'll make you happy at least. Like, oh, you know, right? So, yeah, but see, happy. but see, that's the thing. People walk in here, and they want to feel what you just said. Mm-hmm. They want to feel that all the time, right? Because they're like, I usually feel like crap, and I don't feel good, and I would want to know what it feels like to feel good. So, like what you said, like you're not bloated after a meal, that makes you feel better. Yeah. The fact that you were able to sleep at night makes you feel better right you get up and you can start your day most people have no idea what it's like to eat healthy food or have a good night's rest or not have a stomach that's bloated and it's funny because when you ask them how did you feel after that meal how did you feel after that shot most people i don't know yeah but then you dig and then they know exactly yeah and they, they're like well i guess i had a lot of energy I, and then I, they start looking really yeah. into it and they're like wow i got a whole lot of stuff done i think a lot of people have that disconnect of knowing their body to really see the changes that are to be made like you were saying people don't know that end feeling um but even to even feeling that end feeling in certain stages of your life they're not even aware of it if they are feeling it already and they have that story yeah. in their head and that's, and that's all we like want a whole new industry that that has it's growing right now that i like to call like conscious living right like yeah 100 percent. just being conscious of everything right? being like, present well why yeah. not like why why shouldn't you be right like why yeah and again to us it's a no-brainer makes sense um, but in the beginning, I remember, so I was a gymnast starting at six years old. So I've been in fitness my entire life. So when people talk to me about like, Hey, what got you on the fitness journey? Usually people have like this mind blowing story. I'm like, I was a gymnast my whole life, or gymnastics <laughs> my whole life. Like when I wanted to get back into fitness, there was no like mind blowing story. It was just, I remember it made me feel good. <laughs> but I remember how it made me feel good to feel like I, like I'm getting the chills. Just yeah, like yeah, those yeah. are real chills. I'm getting the chills thinking about how I felt like I could fly sure. and just how, how I felt like I was superhuman doing gymnastics. So I had that end result feeling already to get me to get back into fitness. And I think that's a big thing that most people are missing is they, even if they did feel that feel good from the shot that, you know, energy from, um, even this drink right here, that's like candy. Yeah. They feel that like they're not, 
they're they're so, so on a loop of what they're telling themselves from before what they've been through and all that other stuff that they're not in tune with that but if they can hold on to that feeling realizing that oh the stuff that they're telling me i should be doing is going to get me that feeling on a more sustained level like that's pretty badass but most people don't even know that and until you see those results which takes the consistency the dedication and the conscious action you're it's a lot it's hard for people to stick with something and really to form it into a habit that they know is going to sustain them for the long term yeah well it's diet equals food food equals diet it's it's both four-letter words right but the thing is it's like people look at a diet as temporary I'm on a diet right now, which means it's probably 30 days, and then it stops. The follow-up question is, what do you eat after that diet? What's your diet look like then? Prep to your door is basically say, this is just how they eat. Yep. This is just how you eat, right? I eat sardines not because I think it's a great taste or, <laughs> or because it's my diet. I'm on fat now. It's more like I'm not bloated after I eat this, and I know I'm eating brain food. Yeah. Like exactly. You know, you know what it's doing for you. Yeah. So I'm I think, know that I'm not going to crash after it. Yeah. And I'm not going to feel like lethargic. Like and so. people will literally still come up to us. Like my old college roommate came in today. Looks great. Crossfitter. Takes care of himself. There's people like that our age that we know growing up with. Uh, they'd probably say, damn, dude, y'all look, y'all look good, man. What are y'all doing, man? You probably eat right and shit like that. Right? It's like, <laughs> you eat healthy and everything, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. You probably, yeah, like you probably work, work out, out all the time yeah. and stuff. Like and we're like, gym, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> You don't like <laughs> when did you stop doing that? Like, that's not cool, you know. And so when people say, oh, it's a lifestyle, they still don't know what that means. Right. Because it's the dedication. It's like, well, you get up every day and you brush your teeth. That word become become, become so like fancy. I hear lifestyle all tagged at the end of like everything now that I think it's like almost diminishing the meaning of what it means to change your lifestyle. Like it's it's a big thing that needs to be done in a big, big way. But you almost say like like the big thing that i hear about or hear now is the lifestyle brand like when people say lifestyle brand it's almost lost its meaning to certain people when there are lifestyle brands that could change people's lives and i i think i think that that's a big thing is that like you said now diet equals food and food equals diet i agree with that but i think that your diet is also encapsulated in everything else like how you're eating your food and you know space between and all that other stuff sometimes not even in your food specifically it's just state of mind like you're saying the the diet is usually your environment i never do. thought about yeah. that that's well, right what you're taking in through your mind and through oh, or exactly through your, well your emotional TV eating your, yeah, your diet is anything that's being consumed and that's something that no, I did not come I mean, up with myself. No, but that's yeah, good. That's something that I've heard a few times before, and like that really resonated with me. And something that my mom said. My mom, she's kept off seventy pounds now for about a year, I believe it is. Shout out to mom. You're the yeah, mom. Oh, yeah, mom. <laughs> and um, she, one of the biggest things that she would say is, people would ask her that, like, "What's your diet?" And she's like, "I'm not on a diet. I will never get on a diet again." And they like look at her funny. And she's tried so many different diets over her life. And the biggest thing is she's like, I know what I shouldn't be eating. Like, I shouldn't be eating sugar as much. So she started cutting that out and just wham, the weight. I mean, the weight just started falling off. Sugar is a big one. And then everything else about her life, she made a point to change as well. Like, food was just a small product. I'm getting the chills. I (laughs) love talking to my mom about it so much. Because being an, an adult now and seeing your mom make these changes is just... It's very, very emotional for me. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. And just like she said that it was the lifestyle that she had to change. Yeah. She had to change everything. So so Slenderella, we, posi- we positioned it as, as a lifestyle company because it's like it's everything that we do has some 
some to some degree there's liver detoxing and for 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 us it's like look do whatever you want to do whatever diet you know whatever you know vegan or, yep. or eat only meat or or drink or be sober or do drugs don't do like whatever you do detox the liver right like as your lifestyle like continually because that's what your that's what your liver is doing anyways you might as well help it do it a better job with it. exactly and for us that's what the lifestyle would be right and so but yeah but you're right like sometimes they, you get lost with like what a, what the hell is lifestyle does that is just another word for diet or, or not you know yeah and i feel like a lot of people when they hear lifestyle now they picture like what goes on here in austin like my mom came and she's like this is like a giant playground for adults i'm like yeah it's exactly <laughs> i feel like that's like the image that goes through people's head in lifestyle which yes you should be able to have fun whenever you want don't get mad at yourself if you want to relax all that other stuff but it's understanding that like whatever you do day to day the consistency of what you're doing day to day every few days is what's going to make the biggest difference long term i i agree so that's why i try to do a little something every day the slenderella brand it's funny it's a liver detox so anything that we put into it activates this thing called the methylation cycle which is predominantly located in your liver vitamins function in this methylation cycle that produces energy neurotransmitters and antioxidants right three essential things in life if people come in here it's like when they ask well how long do you have to do a liver detox for it's kind of like well i don't know how long you're going to follow that diet for they're like well i'm going to just this is the way i eat well i'm like i just detox every day that's what i do i'm under fluorescent lights i'm breathing in smog i had some chemicals in my drink somehow earlier like i'm going to be exposed to stressors always need to detox so it's like how do i detox well i detox with vitamins I detox with food, I detox with air, I detox with sweat, I detox by going to the bathroom, I detox by sleeping. You know, water detoxes me. And it's funny because they're like, damn, like, that's like a whole like commitment thing, right? I'm like, well, that's the lifestyle. It's not just one thing. It's the weirdest thing in the world, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) like you have to do all these things to stay healthy, right? And it's like, when, like this lady came in today and she goes, if you do this, you can possibly live for a long time. I look at Baldo and Baldo wants to live to 120. So he's doing something every That's day That's what we're supposed to, live. <laughs> to live a lot longer. And I honestly believe like the only reason we die off because is we accept it. I, yep, yeah, we haven't fi- figured out a way to promote longevity. But John Mackey, CEO of Whole Foods, a couple weeks ago at a, an event said, this is the greatest time ever in the history of mankind to be a human. Everything right now is at our disposal. And you have every opportunity in the world to become whatever you want, to have the learning be brought to your door, to your phone. There's no reason why you can't learn this stuff and implement it starting today, right? And everything in life is kind of like just like that, right? Like that bullshit excuse why you keep telling yourself why you can't do it is the only thing standing between you and your dream. So if you want to be healthy, you're like, fuck it. Tomorrow, I'm, tomorrow I'm getting up. I'm going to run. I'm going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm just going to continue doing that. Forget tomorrow. Do it now. I'm doing it now, right? Yeah, I right. Just, I'm going to just keep doing that. And then tomorrow after that, I'll do it again. It's like alcoholics, right? One day at a time, right? And then another day. And then you peace enough, and it's like, damn, 30 days in a row? Let's just yep. keep going, man. Yep. And I, I think your company, your mentality – that is what changes the world because it's essentially saying, look, the government's not going to hand it out to us. These politicians aren't saying anything. They're celebrities sure as hell shouldn't be your role models. Who do we look forward to? You know, who do we look to to tell us, you know, how to take care of ourselves? 
and you're like, it's us. It's or it's ourselves. It's That's the it. person in the mirror, right? No one's going to tell you to put down that chicken wing and pick up the spinach, right? Like it's you just got to do it yeah. when no one's watching. No one's going to care, right? No one's yeah. going to give a shit about your diet except exactly. for you. And not beating yourself up if you fall off. We all falter. Yep, exactly. We all, I, exactly. I'm never going to give up cookies or brownies or cake <laughs> ever in my life. I Pancakes are my favorite food in the world. Yep. I just eat coconut flour pancakes when I get a chance. There That's just it. You know, you It's go. just a difference. I had pizza right before we did this podcast. Nice. The pizza had no tomato paste on it. It was made with olive oil, and it had... Roasted garlic, it had dairy-free cheese, it had arugula, spinach, black olives. Like, it was all veggie, right? It was an artichoke. Artichoke. So the way that I pizza is a lot different than the way other people pizza, but it doesn't mean I can't not have my pizza. Exactly. And if we're, you know, talking to other people who aren't as conscious as that, if you do eat a regular slice of pizza, not beating yourself up. If you're doing that running every day and you don't run one day, not to beat yourself up about it. Just know that you can get back to it. Because with me, like I was, uh, I read David or listened to David Goggins' book, uh, Can't Hurt Me. I had like three other people read it after me. I like would just send it to them and read this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it got me running. I hate running. <laughs> I was a gymnast for 13 years. When people tell me they're like, oh, well, you're a gymnast. You're in good shape. You should run. I'm like, you know how far I had to run? 71 and a half feet. Yeah. I was like, when you tumble, I have three steps, three steps to make whatever pass count. When I run for that vault, I have 71 and a half feet to get from here to that uh, springboard. That's it. Anything past 71 and a half feet, nah, that's about, no, I'm done. Um, yeah. Good. But, but even that 71 feet, that's strategically like synchronized in your head to where like when I hit this on the third step, I'm doing this, right? When yep. you run, you're just running. You're just running. And that was one thing. Like when I did not have that deadline, that end point, I, my, the, my mind would just start racing. And that just understanding that I'm going to encounter that, re- reading this or listening to this book and being consistent when I did not run for a day, like I started to beat myself up about it. I'm like, bro, like you can hardly walk right now. Like yeah. It's okay Don't to do not it. run today. Like stretch. And I think the biggest thing, like you were saying, it takes people like us, and which thank you for that as far as mindset and everything to really move the world forward. Um, the biggest thing for someone who is in our in our shoes or even has a little bit of hope for the future is getting out of the victim mentality. Because I've had the want to change the world for my entire life. Most people have that, but it's a wish instead of a true want. When I really decided that, you know what, anything that has happened to me up to whatever point may or may not have been my fault but it's not happening right now i have to take full ownership of anything that i've done in the past anything that i am to do in the future or am doing right now take ownership positive or negative that was the biggest thing that started to make me propelled to doing what i'm doing now i wasn't doing stuff like this in new jersey i mean i had a t-shirt business that i uh, started when i was back there i had like three four orders that was my business experience before coming out here (laughs) my friend who owned the company for commercial heating and cooling he's i consider him a big mentor of mine um but you know the talks with him that was my experience of business coming out here coming out here and uh uh, cj the person i keep mentioning thrive on life on instagram shameless shout out that's fine he um he would just tell me just show up just when you get down here just show up i had enough money to get me through a month living down here and that was it and I just showed up every day. Every time he told me to go somewhere, I'd show up. When he introduced me to Fies, I showed up. When any time someone was like, hey, do you want to meet for coffee? I'd show up. I don't know who these people are. Insurance people, um, mortgage people, like nothing to do with fitness. This is the same dude that was with you at this event that we met you at? Um, I know Izzy was there. 
Izzy. Yeah, was he was talking? Was one of the group that was talking to you with yeah, you and Izzy? Uh, that was Thomas. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But okay. again, another guy who j- he shows up. He went from uh, I forget exactly what his profession was beforehand. It had to do with I believe filming, but he went into field photography on his own, and he shows up, and now he's that's what he does. It's photography, freelance photography around in Austin, and that's that's the biggest thing that I've I've taken away is that when I just fully own everything that I'm doing every day and just show up and show up the best way I can possible, that's what's going to make a difference in the world. And the biggest thing that I tell people when they say, like, what's your ultimate goal? Outside of, you know, covering three generations of my family, whatever that may look like, it's to be a symbol of hope and to help other people feel significant. Because I didn't go through a whole lot growing up and everything. Like, I not to minimize the things that have made me who I am today, but at the same time, I know there are people out there going through way, way worse. And if I just accept that everything I do day to day is what's going to make the biggest difference and that I want to be that person to help someone else in a situation to get out of it just from seeing that I'm showing up every day, that's what makes the biggest difference to me. That's what took me out of that victim mentality into, okay, let's fucking go mentality. Yep. Sorry yep. for the cursing for any family members who are listening to this. Hey, don't even <laughs> worry about it. But don't. at the same time, like that was when I look back at it, like I said, I get mind blown out of the year and that how everything has changed yeah. and it's come from me not saying oh poor me anymore because trust me i said that plenty it and going into you know what as long as i get out of bed i'm good and if that's all that i do that day well nowadays that's I'm, not I'm much gotta at all i got the best way exactly because <laughs> yep. when i look back at a year ago today and we're in june before this time last year i was back in jersey had already visited austin knew i wanted to move out here but when I look back, there were days still last summer that I was laying in bed and I would lay in bed for four to five hours if I wasn't working that day because I could not get myself out of bed. I was just so in that victim mentality that I could not move. So now to be able to move the way I am and just show up the way that the best way that I can, I just want people to see that it is mindset. It is just being the knowing that you can be that mover to help people as a whole move forward. That's and awesome. I, I just I just want to be able to show that. Yeah, lead by example, exactly. man. I, look, you no one's gonna give you anything in this world. You know, I mean, that's and if the they truth. do, then you worked for it. You worked for yeah. it, right? It's kind of weird because it's like celebrities and people who get rich like eventually like get like a lot of handouts, and you're like, well, shit, they can afford to do this, right? But people like um, admire their hard work and whatever they're doing, so they give them stuff. It's like I don't ever want someone to give me a handout. What I want to is basically say, hey, let me connect you with someone who can help you with what you're trying to accomplish. And so that's a different side of business. And so like here in Austin, there's a community here of like-minded people who want to, who want to help each other out a huge community. And it's, it's a very apparent in less than one year you become a small town and it does. And like, like people like (laughs) Izzy, for example, Izzy's a good friend of ours now and people look up to him for a, for a voice, you know, especially in personal training. And it's like, well, Izzy knows this person who knows this person who knows this person. And three degrees of separation comes to here where it's all of a sudden like, damn, you're that person we were talking about. You know, what? we have a good idea together. Why don't we create this? And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, that's a great idea. We come up with this. We come up with this. And it keeps moving because when you're stagnant and you're laying in bed, nothing gets off the ground. You can have every idea in the world, but until you start actually implementing action, it's just a dream. When you write it down, it's a goal. So if your goal is to say, I just want to wake up before 7:30 tomorrow morning and you do it you celebrate the hell out of that achievement yeah, right that yeah, you, i got up wins. i'm here yep. i'm ready to face it day. even if i have a shit day 
I'm going to take it on, right? Yep. And so when in business, for anyone who's listening, if Preptador has been in business two and a half years, we were around the, the, around the same uh, time frame. And in those two years, there's ups and downs, just like every business, right? And it's just like those little wins I've had to celebrate with self-affirmations at the end of the day where it's like the sun was shining today. I went outside and I saw a friend. I hugged seven people today. Yep. You know, three people came in the door today, but out of those three, they gave me the best hugs and we had great conversations. And now I get to go home to my family and hug my kids and my wife. You know, like those little things make you realize how important the little things are in our everyday life and how small our problems really are. So small. It's yeah. so small when you think about how many people are on this earth and the fact that this earth is a little tiny dot in this galaxy yep. and that we have no idea what else is going on on the other side of this existence. Yeah, and we sit here. Yeah. And yeah. we sit here and worry about, I got a fucking parking ticket or damn it. This toll road didn't help us at all. <laughs> or, you know, God, these mosquitoes are killing me outside. You know, it's more like you're alive, man. Yeah. You get to pick what food you want. You have, anything brought to your doorstep nowadays basically and even if you are feeling <laughs> that or even if you are doing that one step each day and those celebrating those little wins it's it's very important to you know hold on to that as much as you possibly can like you were saying i was going somewhere else with this originally <laughs> yeah. i'm telling you i've my mind is going on like it's like it's like I'm, it's, it's the vitamins yeah, man it it's the vitamins so much but um yeah as you're so as you're connecting and you're you know having these little wins and you're celebrating you know that's I, I would say that that is one of the biggest things that moves that helps move me and that that's what i was going to say so there are people going out going through real stuff out there so we're not saying that all problems are small but with time any situation can be changed so you could be someone who is in a very very we'll say beat down projects i'm th picturing philly right now and some of the streets that i've seen in philly and just how it looks out there i mean the homeless population in philly is i don't know as big as down here but down here the homeless people are so much different than they are up north like up north you got to really watch your back down here i've heard situations where you have to do that too with hom homeless people but i'm driving a, a pleasant valley road i think it was i had a guy pray for me a homeless guy pray for me on the side of the road like that's why he wanted to come up and talk to me didn't ask me for a thing but up in new jersey or <laughs> well up in philly like you got to really watch your back and those people are going through some really real stuff and you know the drugs and all that that's on the streets is very real in many other places but even someone from that situation you can get yourself out with a long enough time frame and uh, you know change your life for the long term after that the thing is that it's not as easily available but like you were saying, what we go through is very small compared to how big this world is. The only reason I say this is because whenever I talk about anxiety and depression and mental health and everything, I, I tend to sometimes think that I'm minimizing what people go through. And it's I've noticed it's very important for it's very important not to do that because I remember when I was going through that stuff, it was very real to me. And when people would tell me that I'm not going through anything, it would actually make me feel even worse. Oh, yeah. So I just I, I want well, to because make that's sure kind of what the depression stems from right the exactly. idea that it's like it's insignificant yep. or that you're insignificant and yep. then it's like almost someone speaking yep. even more truth exactly. to that so like it's, so it's you have to be very careful if it's all perspective and just having having had those thoughts and been through you know that anxiety feeling and i even made a post about it the other day like i still get that feeling all the time but sure. my perspective is much different there's still days where i feel like my chest is like pounding and like 
if I look down, I feel like it's like coming out to here, but I can keep moving through it now because my perspective has changed. So no matter what it is that you're going through, yes, like the world out there is so big and we can get connected through people like Izzy to, you know, make changes for the long term. Um, but you know, it's just perspective and just understanding that it's real, but with long enough time frame, they can change. Yeah. And see, that's a whole, like you got into the depression and all that too. So that's a whole nother topic, but yeah. what are we looking at? I think we, that's, that, that's yeah. so before we get into that, you know, let's just leave it for part two when you come back again Sounds and do another podcast with us. But yes, you're, you're a prime example of a work in progress, which I think what, it, what we all are right baldo has his depression he deals with i have my depression you have yours we're all in this together right because at the end of the day we're all doing the same goal but we always bring our baggage right and so it's like well i can handle my baggage if you can't handle your baggage it rises to the surface and you see it in your poor health right i say we haven't figured shit out we're still working on it but we have a good idea of which way we're going and so right now the movement is full speed ahead see how we can help fellow mankind eat better sleep better love one another better and that's what most of the businesses we surround ourselves are those people that are in our group in our tribe they only want that for other people and so i'm very proud that we've got to connect and that we have a wonderful resource like prep to door um are y'all outside of austin um so right now it's lost austin leander um we hit round rock pflugerville westlake lakeway bee cave i mean uh, I think we even hit, there's a place out in Georgetown I think we go to. So our stretch is getting, it's getting broader, and we're hoping to make that even broader uh, to come soon. Um, so those are the areas that we service right now. So yeah. when we do say we service Austin, it's the Austin Metro. Austin, yeah, area. Austin Metro, yeah. Central Texas area, it seems like it's extending. So give you another two and a half years, who know where you'll be at, yeah, right? Like sure. that's, that's <laughs> y'all are growing so quickly. Excited. I'm thankful that you take care of your employees, always keep that mentality. Um, you know, how do people find you to follow you personally and your company? So for me, it's calisthenics king of ATX. Yes, it's <laughs> a long one. Yeah. Um, that's my Instagram. Um, Michael J L Bird on Facebook. Uh, at Prep to Your Door on Instagram for Prep to Your Door, and um, yeah, Prep to Your Door dot com is where you would go and see, you know, what the meals are all about, and uh, you'll be able to see this this week's menu and next week's menu. Um, so you'll get kind of an idea of how the variety is. That's awesome, Sweet. man. That's awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you and, so much. And uh, we'll do a part two soon. Absolutely. I'm cool, man. Awesome.